today we have welcomed officially to the ranch. Mm-hmm. This is an awesome one, guys. Teresa Palmer. Um, (laughs) Some of you may know her as an actress. I had a dear friend fangirling over her yesterday. It was amazing. And some of you know her from uh, The Zen Mama. Mm -hmm. And then Your Mother Day's podcast, which is an incredible podcast. And Love Well Supplements Company. Yes. And so... The yes. list goes on. The list goes on. And yes, and amazing, thick, great hair. Amazing, oh, thick, yeah. great hair. Which we just had a conversation about. Oh, that's crazy. It's not bright in this heat, though. <laughs> it's causing me to sweat. Well, the, the, the wildest thing happened. So um, we've been trying to get together for a long time. Yes. And, uh, you know, she just pulled her family in yesterday in the RV. But Gwendolyn came to me, and I didn't know what her RV looked like, in the morning and said, Mom, I had a dream that your friends came in their RV and it was almost as big as ours and it looked the same. It had like the same paint job. And I was like, really? Gwen had this dream? Gwen had that dream. And then... Lo and behold, they're pulling up yesterday. I'm like, oh my God. It is looks- that your RV in the parking yes. lot? That's not yours? That's not mine. Oh my God, I thought it was Kim and James's. Yes. I thought you guys set up and I thought, oh, well, that's cool. I wonder if James is using that for an office. Yeah, no, wow. it looks just like- Wow, it looks identical. But it's not the same company, but it looks no. so similar. Wow. Yeah, and then my husband, Mark Weber, he- um, was hanging out. I did a tea ceremony with Kimberly yesterday. Oh, and she special. Rose. It was amazing. Yeah, I was, she's incredible. I was laughing because I don't actually drink a lot of hot beverages and it was so hot and <laughs> the girls were all like, you know, meditating and drinking their tea and I was like, wow, this is really hot. Like, I don't even know how fast I can drink this. And I kept being really conscious that I was the last person to put my tea down. I was like, I'm really trying to like drink this hot water as like much as I can. But it was really, I, after Aww. I let go of that, I had such a like transformative experience. Anyway, Mark was with the children while we were doing that. And he came out and he was like, that little Gwendolyn. He's <laughs> like, she is so She's like a magical little like elfin. She's just this magic little thing. And then he was like, she told me this story about how she had a dream about us before we even got here. And she said to me, your RV, it's the same one from my dream. And Mark's like, this child, who is this little like goddess? Um, And he was like, she reminds me so much like energetically of our, our daughter Prairie. And um, he was like, I just love her. And she chose Mark yesterday. Aww. Yeah, Gwen loved Mark. Of course she did. <laughs> you know what's funny about Gwen? Our very first podcast that we ever recorded, she, I mean, I was a little stressed out at the time. I'm like, because we were supposed to record way earlier and then we ended up recording later. And Gwendolyn demands to come in. She comes in. At the moment, there was a wall here and that was a toilet where that line is. <laughs> it was legit and she working She grabbed bathroom. an extra mic and she brought it out and she put it right there and she sat on my husband's lap and I- she's like, 
I'm ready to go. Refuse <laughs> to leave. I mean, she is a star. She's she, her own star. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's got the sweetest little voice. Like she's just such a special spirit. Yeah. All the kids. It's been really fun actually, like integrating all these children yeah. together. Yeah. Now, how many kids do you have? So I have four of my own. And then I also have my bonus kid, Isaac, who's oh, wow. 15. So He's are they all son. with you? Not my stepson, but okay. um, our four are, and we have two boys, Bodie and Forrest, who are nine and six, and then we have two little girls, Poet and Prairie, who are four and two. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And they're all blondies, <laughs> like all of them together. There's like blonde little crew of kids running around oh yesterday. Oh, my God, that's so great. I love <laughs> so that. Oh, cute. my God, the kids must just love it. Yeah. Oh, that My kids are yeah. so happy. They're like, can we please not leave? Because we've been on this RV trip around America, and – I think we've been doing so much driving every day. We drive for about six or seven hours. Yeah. We get to yeah. a spot, we're there for a little bit and then we leave again. And so what I'm realizing, it's really my, it's my second time doing an RV trip. <clears throat> but what I'm realizing is that we need more slow days where you just park up and you stay in the one place for a yeah. few days before you move on again. Yeah. I knew we only had about two weeks. So mm. I was like, go, go, go. Let's see as much as we can. <laughs> but I realized that that's so funny because that is my tendency as a person. I'm mm-hmm. so go, go, go. But I'm trying yeah. to lean into sort of the softer, slower parts of myself. And this has been a really lovely experience because mm. I'm like, oh, this is what's filling my cup is just sort of slowing down. Oh, how great. Present. Yeah. So where has your favorite place been besides here? <laughs> De- well, definitely Texas for sure. So um, to be honest, we haven't. We've done Arizona. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went through, we didn't even really stay in Arizona. We kind of just cruised through. We went to New Mexico, which has got a really special energy Like to Santa it. Fe? Yes, it does. It does have, yeah, we mm-hmm. stayed in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a real vibrancy there that which we park? loved. Big um, skies? No, I don't know. Mark picked the parks. Mm. I was all about the KOAs. I just wanted to do all the KOAs because they have all the kids' amenities. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, there'll be a pool, there'll be trampolines, there'll be a playground. Um, but then Mark found this really cool RV app that, that like gives you five stars, four stars, for, you know, for all the different parks and the KOAs RV parky. popping up. Ah, uh, maybe that's probably what it is. It's yeah. like a red app and then it gives you RV safe navigation oh. because obviously driving a 40 foot big rig is very different from just like doing a, you know, a road trip in a van. Yeah. So I had planned the road trip based on just like, oh, you could drive 16 hours a day. It's fine. Like we do that in the car. No, it's, it's been really different. It's been such a good lesson actually. Yeah. And it takes um, so much longer to drive that so big, longer. huge thing. So and yeah. slower and. Yeah, and yeah, just key. turning around, getting gas, all those things take so much more time. Yeah, yeah, it's been such a journey though. We've loved it. And then my husband landed. Actually, we were driving down the Vanderbeek driveway and he- Which is a really long driveway. It's a really it's a long driveway. There were like animals yeah. either side. <laughs> and he was like, well, maybe we'll just end up staying here the rest of the trip. And I was like, Mark, we got to get to Colorado. We got to get to all these different places. Like what? And he was really nervous about going in Colorado because he had been like warned off of big rig driving to Aspen, which is where we were planning on going. Oh. And so he was like, I just don't 
feel comfortable driving to Aspen. I just don't. This is how I'm feeling. And so as we pulled up, he was like, this feels right. This feels right here. Like right here. There's a really potent energy in this spot. He was like, <laughs> Mark said to me last night as, as he was falling asleep, he was like, I'm having like an interdimensional experience. <laughs> like we're supposed to be sleeping right here under this spot energetically. And he passed out and slept so well. But um, he, <laughs> he had the doors of the RV open and I was like under the moonlight. Oh. And the moon was just shining on me. And it was like the the life force, there was just such an energy flowing through me. I actually couldn't sleep. I was up like feeling yeah. so high vibes after the day that we had the Vanderbeek, yeah. some Palmers together. <laughs> we had such a special day. It was and my was just first vibing. relaxed day in weeks. Wow. We had some manifesting. We had some healing. It wow. was amazing. Yeah, I needed it. I needed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. great. It was great, but she didn't go to bed till three. Oh yeah. wow! I had to. I had to literally turn off the moon energy. I was like, right, I'm putting the blind down. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, we sleep. have an eclipse this weekend. <gasps> really? Yeah. 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 We have another eclipse. We had one two weeks ago. So I'm not sure if it's Saturday. I think it's. Is it Friday night or Saturday night? I think Saturday. Is it? Think, it might wow. come in Friday. Anyway, it's. Um, yeah, it's anyway, it's this I was weekend. Feeling something. So you're feeling, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this property anyway. I mean, I lived in one of the cabins for two years. What? I know it was the best. Oh. Yeah. The, the far cabin out there. This was her sink. This was my sink. This <laughs> was my bathroom. Yes. Until it wasn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> yours. Until somebody else would come in and claim it when I wouldn't be here. It was it's a it was a fascinating but the the energy here is so special. And I know what you're talking about. Like there would be times when we'd come off the road and just, oh, and I would sleep so good yeah. just being out here. And, you know, I got so used to just, you know, maybe TMI, but walking out my door and just squat and peeing. Yeah, that's not TMI. That's instead of, instead yes. of walking over here. Yeah. That... After doing that for two years, I was out for my morning walk. I live like 10 minutes from here now. Yeah. And I was out for my morning walk that I almost, I just like went to grab my pants to pull down a pee and went, like, oh my God, wait, I'm not, the I'm not, a, oh I'm not on the ranch anymore. Oh Stop. I'm like, Kim. That's so <laughs> like, funny. I was like, oh way, Peggy lives this very luxurious life. So the fact that she like stuck it out here with me is hilarious. I we, love it. We moved from a penthouse in Beverly Hills, if that doesn't sound snobby enough. But <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> to letting go of all my possessions because it was the pandemic. Yeah. And moving to the simplicity of being in the cabin. And it was the most healing. And the oh, reason I say healing is because I became an empty nester during oh, the pandemic, right? Uh, so tough, then to see all of the kids all oh. running across the yard and screaming, hi, Peggy, hi, Bobby, with the little shrill oh voices. Gosh. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then Gwynny, last week was my birthday, you know, drew these beautiful little, she has a picture of Bobby and I with crowns on. Oh, <laughs> she's a big fan of Bobby too. Yeah. She, she, she's picked, there are three men that she's chosen that like oh, is yeah. her little guardians. Yeah. Oh, she's wow. anyway, such a love. Yeah. That little five-year-old yeah. body with the, the little, the voice. sex appeal of a, you know, <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's a little a very confident. Her like woman streaks today. I was like, oh, I noticed oh. that your hair, the blue's gone. And she was like, I know. 
She was like, I had to take it out. Mom said we had to. And I was like, I know, I think you're not allowed to have blue hair like that at school. She was like, there is still a tiny bit. I was like, I can see it. Don't worry. I still see it. Yeah. So great. She has what I call sassitude. Sassitude. She's just like fully in there. I love it. So true. Yeah. Wow. Well, what I really want to get to is you are a master manifester. <laughs> and you could probably talk all day long about all the things that you've manifested in life. Mm-hmm. But I would love to have a conversation about manifesting because I'm ready to like really potently and officially call in and then release and surrender. That's right. Um, some next things in life. And so can you tell about the first time you realized you were a master manifester? Sure. Um, It's funny. Like I grew up in a really religious household. So I grew up in like the deep Catholic faith and I was like all about Jesus. Like I went to school and I would hand out my miraculous medals and I had my blessed scapulas. Like the children would leave for the day and I would be handing them out. Like God bless you as the children left. And I had really no friends at school, but I was like known as the the very religious girl. Um, And then I think I hit my teens and then I started sort of questioning a lot of like faith, like what is faith? Where does it come from? And I used to pray. So, and I, I guess I probably liken manifesting to some of the practices that I did as a kid when I would pray and I would ask God for things. And as a kid, you're so present, right? So your ability to just let go as a kid is so great anyway. Like I would pray for the things that I want and then I'd be like, wee, I'd just be into my life as a child playing with my friends. So I was sort of actively doing the process of calling in stuff that I would like in my life and then letting it go. And there were some wild things that I would call in and like, (laughs) so my hair was, (laughs) this is going to sound crazy, but my hair was when I was younger, like really sort of dead, like a lot straighter. And I really wanted to have like a wave to my hair. So every night I would pray to God as a little girl, like, I just want wave. I want a curl to my hair. I'm sure there was someone on TV that I saw and I wanted my hair to look like that. And like, sure enough, my hair like started changing and all these things. And I was like, oh my God, it's so easy. You just pray for what you want and you get it. But then as I grew up, the Um, I guess my identity started shifting in terms of what I believed in. And I was like, all right, I kind of more believe in setting goals. Like what are my goals that I want? So at 16, I had sort of turned my back on the Catholic church um, because I had had some pretty deep wounds surrounding it. And I just decided to journal instead. And I would journal my feelings and I would journal Mm. about being an actress. So I, and I just did this. This is just the way I wrote it, but I'd be like, I am a famous actress in Hollywood. I would take up a whole page being like, I'm in Hollywood. I'm living in Los Angeles. I'm working with movie stars. I'm, and I would just journal like this at 16. I have this one that I still have Like I am represented by the William Morris agency, which also represent Nicole Kidman. I, you know, I am an actress like Nicole Kidman. Anyway, that was 16. And when I was 18, I finished school and I was going to go and be a midwife. Um, I ended up being like, I really am interested in acting. I'm going to 
put my name down at a local acting agency. And sure enough, I started working and I started getting these little jobs and I was saying yes to student films and short films and all these sorts of things. And then I would write an email to an agent and like, oh, the biggest agent in Australia decided to sign me and Churchill Brown. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And then a year and a half later, she had me meet with the William Morris agency. And I also met with a few others, like I think it was ICM at the time, UTA, Gersh. I met with a few different agencies. And um, I had forgotten about my journaling, completely (laughs) forgotten about it. And I ended up picking my favourite agent who happened to be at the William Morris Agency. His name was Scott Lambert, who was he was representing Scarlett Johansson at the time. And I was like, oh, Scott Lambert, like I, th- I think I want to be with him. And then years later I found my journal about like, I am represented by the William Morris Agency. Wow. I was 16. I was living in government housing with my mum who's mentally <laughs> ill. She has schizoaffective disorder. You know, we, wow. we were living on her disability paycheck. It's not like I had this dream that seemed very attainable. I was just like, I'm going to dream as big as I could possibly dream. And like, yeah, why not? That is for me. Like, why not me? That is my dream. And I had, I never really had a backup plan. Like that was just it. It was happening. I'm an actress. I'm going to be in films. And that's how I felt. And it, it unfolded like that. So I think the terminology manifesting for me, I guess I landed into that terminology, I would say in 2011, mm-hmm. when I went through a pretty painful breakup and I went like, like deep soul searching. And I was like, what is this law of attraction thing? What is this? And I started to get the language of it and started going to meditations. I was actually doing these <laughs> meditations at Moby's house, the singer Moby, yeah. who, by the way, I totally manifested my friendship with him. I would listen to porcelain. I love him. Same, same. Yeah. He's a fellow vegan. I would listen to his music on repeat at 16. That's what I, I love to listen to a song mm. all through the night as I sleep. So porcelain was my song that I listened to for about four years wow. on repeat. And it's so wild. I ended up sort of randomly meeting Moby in LA and going to these sensory deprivation meditations in complete darkness and was having these next level spiritual experiences. And when that was happening in around 2012, that's when I was like, all right, I'm ready to take this next level because I Mm. could go back on my life and see all the things I manifested. And I'm literally telling you everything, including bad relationships and all sorts (laughs) of like calling in certain things that were quite healing for me. At the time, painful, but, you know, in retrospect, so healing and such teachable moments in my life. Yeah. And then I called my husband in and I was like, right, I'm calling my man in and I'm going to be very specific in how I do it. I wrote 10 pages. I was talking to the girls about this last (coughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kimberly and your friend Mariah. Um, I was talking to them about that. It just got very specific. I was like, I'm going to call in my life partner. 10 pages. Then I wrote a circle with the timing of when I met him, like Mark and I, oh, I didn't say Mark, obviously I didn't know it was Mark. I was like, my man and I, we met in October. We fell in love. It was deep. It was soulful. It was twin flame energy. You know, Mm -hmm. I I was very specific and sure enough, that's what happened. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Here we are. And you were super specific about him. Yeah. Yeah. I was like star sign, eye color, I said he was vegan. He wow. wanted to have babies with me immediately, <laughs> which he oh did. We were pregnant within six months. Oh my God. So you, yeah. but 
part of it yeah. is the other part, right? Which is the letting go. It's the most important and part. The trusting, it's right? The most important so talk part. about what yeah. ha- talk about your process. You sit down to do a made manifest. There are yes. there are many different ways to do it. You said like light a candle or have a crystal yeah. in water. Go go yeah. for it. Okay, sure. So um I've developed, I guess, my own way of doing it, my most mm-hmm. successful ways of doing it. And I've Well, those I've, are the only ones we want to hear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there are because there are people like definitely get given bum steers, I think, when they hear like the term manifesting some people say Mm. write out your next five years and I've done that and I Mm -hmm. never have the most success manifesting when I go too big in terms of the future like too far Mm -hmm. out of the future um the next like six months generally works really well for me what I'm calling in for the next six months so my process looks a little bit like this I have to clear my space so you can't have any distractions or for me that it definitely doesn't work being around the kids or other outside noise. Um, So I like to like shut my bedroom door. I really love the energy in my bedroom Um, in the house. We manifested this house. So I've set up this beautiful bedroom that feels closest to me, Mm. like who I am and the representation of me. So that's my manifest manifesting space. I like to whip out my crystals and, um, Oftentimes I'll light a candle. So I'll light a candle at the beginning of the manifest and then I like to script it. So I get pieces of paper and I write like, I am working with these people. Um, The show I'm doing is it's a crime thriller. I play a character who's navigating these things. I'm working with this producer. I'm shooting in Australia. It's wonderful because I have time with the kids. So it's an ensemble cast and, Mm. you know, I'll get really specific. Um, And then another really important part of this is, and oftentimes I'll do this at the start um, of the manifest, is writing out self-limiting beliefs. So I know personally in my life, a lot of my self-limiting beliefs orbit around success. So I have like the father wound of like feeling like I needed to be successful in the eyes of my father, which is so funny because he's evolved so much and I know that that's changed, but it's still a wound within me that needs to be healed. But there's this like sticky area in my life around success. And it's the only area where I get like really doubtful and I can Mm. hear the negative self-talk come in, which I'm sure so many people listening can relate to. Like whatever part of your life you have that, maybe it's all areas of your life, but you have that negative self-talk. So what I do to clear my space before a really good manifesting session is to write all of those self-limiting beliefs out. You know, I am unworthy. I am whatever it is. And then burn it. Then burn the list mm-hmm. after. And, um, I, I say I'm free, like I am free. I burn it. And then I start writing my, um, my list. Well, that I'm that's brilliant it. because you really are, that's all energy. Mm. And so when you write that, it gets it out of the channel. That's like I, right. I teach intuition, right? Wow. So when you're checking in on information for yourself, there's a grounding process. Mm. And then when you're done with the grounding process and you ask a question about yourself, if there's still energy in the channel, like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling tight in my chest or tight in my throat, you have to go to that throat or that chest and say, what do you want to say, mm-hmm. right? So you're saying the limiting beliefs, which bring it up, write it down and then burn it. Now you're completely yeah. empty. So yes. now you've got this 
free flowing yeah. space. Yeah, and it's like the portals open. Yeah. So when you do that, then when you're writing the mm. specifics that come through, is that like, would you say it's just like a free flowing thought session or would you say it's like coming up through you and you're just as surprised it's flowing out of you? It's I'm a bit of both, you, right? actually. Like okay. I, I feel like I'm channeling something like a higher source within yeah. me, my own source. Like yeah. um, I'm pulling something that mm. feels very authentic and very deep, but it only happens when I set the, the space. The yeah. space has really got to feel right. Um, and so like yesterday when um, Kimberly and Mariah and I we were sitting down, I was like, we could all do it here, but this isn't the right space. Like yeah. these these ladies mm. are going to go off and they're going to set their space and it's going to be their own personal <laughs> intention yeah. setting and they'll be on their own. Um, so you can do – I have led manifesting nights, but I always find like the most successful is when you're alone and you're yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I do that and oftentimes it'll just come out of me. But something I was talking to Kimberly about yesterday is like I think before you're ready even for that step, um, meditating, like maybe setting a specific meditation on, on like what do you really want? Like what do you really want to call in? And when you're thinking about it, not thinking about it for a from a place of lack in any way. Like I'm lacking in my life. I need this to be happy. Sourcing happiness from an external place will never work. So it needs to be from a place of abundance, like deep gratitude. My life is amazing. And even if things feel hard, I'm grateful for these teachable moments. Things feel really challenging right now, but I am grateful that the light that's going to come through me through the darkness is going to be light. And I'm grateful for that lesson. So then when you're in that place of deep gratitude, really opening up that portal and pulling in the things, getting a clear sense of like the direction you want to take. This is where I want my life to be. And how does it feel? The feeling part is just as important as you're mm. writing it down, write about how it feels like it feels incredible watching my man interact with my friends and how much he inspires them. And he like wants to take them next level. And like all of us together, we're abundantly up leveling. You talk about the feeling and you feel it in you as you're calling it in. And that it, it's almost like a meditation. You're almost getting high through the process. And then as we said, once you're in that space and you're calling all those things in, and sometimes I'll be brought to tears with the feelings of Mm. like my children and their happiness and where we are and seeing my friends thrive and all that exciting stuff. Cause I manifest for my friends too. I'll be like, Oh, and you know, I'll talk about health for my friends and success for my friends and like watching how much joy it brings them like will bring me so much joy and I can feel it in my heart as I'm calling these things in. But then at the end of the session, coming back, you blow out the candle at the end of the session. um, And I like just let my body sit like really still. And then I come back in. Like it's like the portal closes. I come back in Mm -hmm. and then you're back into presence. Mm -hmm. And usually it's like, jumping in the pool with the kids or just like something that'll bring me automatically back into presence and gratitude where I am. Cause Mm. it is easy to get carried away in this like future thinking. And I think that's where people get stuck. Yeah. 
yeah. is that they're like, oh my God, that will be amazing when that happens. It's like, no, now is amazing. Now what you're feeling, what you're going through, mm-hmm. it's all serving a purpose. Yeah. That's the let go. That's the let, let go. go. Yeah. 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 That's like blowing out the candle. I can see that. Like mm. what a great reference for the letting go. Like, yeah. okay, we're done now. Yeah. Here we are. Release. 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 And yeah. here we are. And yeah. what do you do with the paper? So if you're doing a, you can do it visually. So you can also like cut out pictures and as you're gluing them in, feel the feelings, say the things. Mm. So you could do a combination of both. Oftentimes I'll just script. I'll actually just even script in my notes app, uh-huh. but that's after years of manifesting. Now yeah. I can just do it in my note. I can, yeah. I can type in made manifest, which is what I call it, made manifest. I can type it into my notes and I'll see like, 50 made manifests come out and it's really exciting to go back and look at them, read them and see the things that have come to life. Um, But with the paper, including your big manifest board, I know that people talk about sticking it up on the wall, but I've actually not found success doing that Mm -hmm. because it sometimes reminds me of the thing that I'm trying to get to Mm -hmm. instead of keeping me present. So I like to actually put it away in a drawer. And just really forget about it. Like have the papers, chuck it away. Sometimes I'll put my board downstairs in our storage room. And every now and then if I'm sorting through storage, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And so that is the big part of it. I think the like holding on to it, like, oh, I'm calling it in. Why isn't it working? Like I asked for this thing and it's not working. It's because then you're still in that place of lack. Yeah, you're in the longing part, the, longing. the energy between you and what you want, mm. right? So you, you can't receive it because you're more present to yes. not having it. Yes. It's like when you look for something and you can't see it because you're in a hurry and it's right there the whole time, yes. right? It's the same yes. with manifesting. Yeah, when you let go, it's like, whoa, there it is. Now I can mm. see it. Yeah. Wow, that's a beautiful process. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. And my yeah. whole journey personally, ever since the last like meditation ceremony we did together was so much about power versus force. Oh, that's right. And like yeah. when I called you into the bathroom and then I let it go and then yeah. you arrived to the bath. So it's like, this has been my thing lately because mm. I haven't been much of a letting it go. It's been like, here's what I want. Well, she gets I, it, but it's because she's willing. For, it, forcing, forcing, forcing it to it, happen. Yeah. And yeah. it's like just a new time in life to mm. allow like the beauty of, yeah. of the power yeah. and the surrender and the co-creation and the surrender. Yes. Yeah. I love that word. I use surrender for so many things. I actually really love it with birth as well. Whenever mm. we're talking about like mm. during labor and like the art of the surrender, but like yeah. that applies to life in so many ways. So true. Um, especially, yeah, when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I'm just realizing you're the other only other podcast person that has their legs up. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh yeah. She, like, <laughs> you know, I'm always like this. Me too. My feet are never actually on the ground. I don't know what that is. I don't either, but I'm like mm. doing the podcast like this yes. sometimes. And I'm like, I, there's, I no room, like there's no room, but what I've you. got. Like, oh so it's like, there's no choice. <laughs> I always have my legs up and I drive like this. I'll have one leg up and like only one. Leg I drive down. like I that. I do too. I, do too. Really? I like to yeah, have one leg like that. That's crazy. Comfy. Yeah. But someone, I, I feel like a meditation teacher said to me, it's because like I actually need grounding to the earth. Like you have to work on like really like grounding into the earth. And I was like, oh, that is so, yeah. that's an interesting perspective because I am, I talk with my hands. I like use my body a lot. Like I never have my feet down when I'm sitting. I was like, what? what is that? I'm a bit of a fidgeter. Like 
It's just a lot of energy. <laughs> okay, so I, I just watched this video and somebody was talking about how the full completion of a task. So when you, uh, this may or may not make sense, when you like go to your closet, do you finish hanging up the thing and then putting it, if it's still clean and putting it back? Or are you somebody that half does all the things? That like... You bring to completion. Like, does the dish go into the dishwasher right away? I do you know it's so funny. Like my my, I guess the way I was raised and like my true self, which I think I've worked on because we've talked about how you can evolve parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. My habit was to not put things in the dishwasher, right? Yeah. But because it, that was like a painful part of me because I grew up in quite a messy house. Yeah. But I would be so like mortified to have friends over. Mm-hmm. I've like worked on this and now I've developed this like – OCD part of myself where I'm like, how could someone leave like a bit of the oatmeal in the sink when you could literally just like turn the water on and like bring the oatmeal down into the drain? Like, I just don't understand how that can happen. So now (laughs) I've sort of gone that way where I am with the coat hangers all facing the same way. And I like to have things. Yeah, but it's weird. Like I'll dip back into Letting go, like I don't, I'm taking time out of being with the kids and being present because I get too obsessed with like the bed has got to be made and I've got to Mm. do all the dishes. So I'm this weird swinging pendulum right now. Me too. And I was, and and the reason I asked is I have this like all the way or I can't do it and I give up. And so it's like either mess or hyper organized. And then I pull out all the drawers to make it perfect and then don't have the capacity to finish the job. So I, I literally have Odie and Becca and Jamie Lynn are coming tomorrow to help me organize. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their their husbands are picking up like the box springs and things. Like they're oh, they wow. are all coming to help me organize because I am like oh, I need to complete. But I was yes. I was thinking, is that like the mode of a person that doesn't put their feet down, mm, like oh, the earth wow. thing? Oh, interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because that would be the earthing. And I watched a video by Bobby Kennedy Jr. the other day. Yeah. Where he talked about, um, his process of overcoming addiction. And he's like one decision at a time. When you Mm. walk in, are you hanging up your jacket? When you walk over here, are you doing this? Are you doing that? And he broke a day down by all the mundane tasks and bringing them to completion as uh, his mode of like pulling himself into a different place. Wow. Wow. And, And so that's heavy with me. And I think that might be more like, Yes, that this, person. Yeah, that <laughs> might be more like this energy. Well, it yes. is the completion energy, right? Like you, you get energy from completing the task. It so does that's feel why good. you're exhausted. Yeah, is when you have all these incompletions in your life, even yes. you know, you know, <clears throat> clothes in the dryer, right, or dishes in mm-hmm. the sink. I can't. I can be in a hurry, put it in the sink. But before I go to bed, I can't have I can't yeah, have I'm, the dishes out. It's got to oh be God. done. It's got to be cleaned. Same with the when I do laundry, I have to have it all put away. Yes. I can't like I get home now with a suitcase. I have to immediately uh, get it out of my closet, hang it up. I never used and I travel all the time, so it's yeah. such a commitment. Yeah, but I is, never used to that? be that way. I used to be like, oh my God, my suitcase would sit there for two weeks with all the clothes in it. Same until same. you know, until it was like, oh, time to unpack and pack for the new trip. I right? unpack but, and pack. Yeah, can like 
all the time in my yeah. life. We're always packing. Um, but I need it's like a ritual now, like to settle back into my country. Like if I come into mm. America and I'm like, okay, I'm settling back in. I have a ritual of like I I order from my same cafe. I sit down on the floor. I sort through all the four kids' suitcases, my mum's suitcase, my suitcase. I put everyone's stuff away. I organise. And it sometimes takes me four days to settle in. And Mark just knows this about me. So for four days I was like just don't plan anything, even though I'm the one that plans the entire family schedule and all the hangar social activities. I was like, we just, no one come over. Can we just have four days so I can do my settling in process? And then I can feel like ready to go and show up and be present with my friends. I think that's, you know, so important that you know yourself. That's the biggest thing, right? Is to know yourself. I'm learning, but she just made it a ritual. So for me, I'm not creating that space for myself. I need to say like, When we arrive, this is a big day for me to focus and I'm going to need that focus and I'm going to make sure everybody understands that I have that focus because I get like, oh, oh my gosh, when am I going to be able to do this? And I hate looking at a suitcase. I don't even like the airplane stickers. Like right when we get that luggage, those things are coming off. I don't want (laughs) to see it. I don't want to see the stickers. They're off. And yeah. Anyways, I love that like you order food, which by the way, no food delivery here. Oh period. yeah. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. I miss a good Postmates delivery. Oh, cafe gratitude. Literally. <laughs> I get the oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. The best. Every time I get my same thing and I love it. And I sit on the floor mm. and I listen to my podcasts and I do it for about four <clears> days. <throat> and everyone knows, like even the kids call it mom's work, like, oh, mom's Aww. doing her work. And it's like, for me, I think also there's a part of this like. Ah, what's this thing? It's a mosquito. It's just a little no, mozzie. I don't like a mozzie. No mozzie. Like, no Um I feel like the insects and the creatures in Texas are way bigger than anything in Australia. I'm I, but you. Australia has big insects, no, don't they? No, guys. Really? Compared to what I've seen here <laughs> okay. recently, I'm like. I saw a daddy long legs this morning. You, I mean, there was a daddy long legs in the sink. Four here. inches. It was the biggest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I have to say it was the biggest one I've ever seen. Yeah. I've seen so many small. of those here. There was yeah. only six legs on it. Is that normal? I mean, it was like the size, it, the circumference of a softball. Yeah, it was ginormous. Yeah, yeah. I know that yeah. they don't hurt you, but I still didn't want to like touch it yeah. with my hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so ritual, that's what, I, that's what I do. Because here's the thing. My life is so... and. Are your, you guys are similar this, to this because, you know, James and whatever, you guys are in the film industry. So it's a particular kind of lifestyle. It is just like it's hard to feel fully grounded in one place. Mm. And when I go off and shoot a film, like we all pick up and go together. We mm. are a traveling circus. So for <laughs> me, like actually, like for me to feel any sense of like home and feeling settled. I have to just like have all the kids stuff put in drawers and I have to have everything. I know where everything is. So there's a system to the house. And then I usually, when I'm in that new city, spend like that next day or two before we're out (coughs) mingling with people finding like our staples where my husband gets his coffee, where we get our groceries from, like our favorite little vegan spots, hot spots. And then I'm like, cool. Okay. This is our home now. Like this is going to be our Mm. home. 
So yeah, it's it's an interesting thing that's happened later in life for me. What happens for the kids with school while you travel? I mean, a combination of so many things. Mm. It just, I just have to meet them where they're at. Like sometimes they're going to want to explore a new school in the city that we're at. So for instance, like I shot a, um, a show for almost five months in Melbourne uh, last year, two years ago. And um, we started off with a tutor. So we had a tutor for the boys and for... Forrest, my second son, he, that would be fine. He's so cool. He's so go with the flow, like doesn't need to be in a school. Forrest is a sort of child that's like, will do artwork for hours on his own or go play on his own for hours. And he doesn't like crave the same social interactions. Mm. He's got his like little best friends, but you know, he's got his built in besties with his family. Bodie, on the other hand, my older son, like he needs friends around. He's such a social butterfly. Mm. He has got to have pals. So he was getting really like lonely doing mm. tu- the tutoring. He wasn't doing the schoolwork. He was like, it, and our tutor was like, this isn't working for him. He's bored. He's, he's also like this academic little unicorn. Mm. And she was like, this just, this is not enough stimulation for him. So they actually asked me, they were walking past a school and Bodhi was like watching them at lunchtime and he was like, can we go to this school? So Aww. I just rang up the local primary school in Melbourne, uh, shout out to Armadale Primary School, <laughs> and was like, hey, random, but I'm shooting this show. And luckily the principal had seen my movie Ride Like a Girl and was like, oh my God, yes, come, that's fine. Like you guys can just come for a couple of months. And so I enrolled the kids there and they loved it. And then this year, just so happened to be shooting in Melbourne again, so they got to go back to that same school. Oh, wow. wow. And so saw great. their friends again. Yeah. Wow. Did you manifest that? Like, like <laughs> seriously. Right. And so then I just wow. decided to get a house near the school again, near our same coffee shop, near like oh, all the things. so great. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Um, so sometimes that works out. Other times, like their main school's in Adelaide. Um, we do have a school in America that is awesome. It's sort of for entertainment industry kids. So there's not a lot of kids in the classes, um, and you can do online school. Mm. Oh, that's but, great. But right now we're sort of doing a version of unschooling because mm. they've been out of school for six weeks and I, six weeks. And I was like, you know what? They can just sort of learn on the road or in the RV. I've brought some books as long as my forest, as long as my little folly guy, he's um, keeping up with his reading. That's all his teachers really wanted me to focus on with him was reading, yeah. doing some journaling about the trip. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. What an adventure they're having, you know? And they yeah. have so many different ways to learn. That's right. Yeah. And I think there's going to come a time when they're old enough that they're going to say, we want to be rooted. We want to be rooted yeah. here. And that hasn't happened yet. Um, my older son, my um, stepson, Isaac, he's doing so well at his school and he's in an amazing like Ivy League feeder school in LA. Oh. Um, and he's like really destined to go to his Ivy League college. That is his path. Oh, wow. So he is in school the whole time. So that's also a juggle, making sure that we're showing up for Isaac as well. But we make our money overseas. Like we, our jobs are always overseas. I'm, I'm trying to call in now. This is my new thing. Not trying to. I am calling in <laughs> a show in LA, a show mm-hmm. that shoots in LA. We can be living in our home. 
we're with Isaac all the time. The kids are at their school. That would be beautiful. So mm. Teresa is shooting the most incredible show in LA <laughs> with all of her favorite actresses and mm. actors. Really? And every single day she shows up and it's so awesome. And sometimes her little girl comes onto the set mm-hmm. and there happens to be this incredible chef that cooks the most amazing yes, vegan food vegan on food. the set. <laughs> it's amazing. It's I incredible. Know. And it's so nice because every week you also have like this tea ceremony because now it's your thing that you love where you now get a ground with your girlfriends. With my girlfriends, with all my new girlfriends I've called in. Oh, yes. So are, yes. you, are you filming now? But is the industry shut down? This is yet? made manifest. But. Oh, I... Hello. <laughs> She's doing it for me. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, okay, that's how real it got. Yeah. I was like, this is, real this is already feel. got. This already happened. I was picturing the chef. I was picturing Good being you, on Kim. set. I'm totally like, hello. Her makeup artist loves breath mints. Yes. Oh. Can you even Can imagine? You smell it? And it's they incredible. do the best job. The best job ever. The best job ever. I, ne- I have... I, I was going to say, I never look, but no, we don't want to put anything negative out there. I look refreshed every morning. I look, I'm sleeping great in my own bed. So uh, this is like the scripting. I totally get it. You know, I recently, my most recent manifestation yes. was first class over to <gasps> Europe. Yeah. In, yes, in the bed. Right? <laughs> so I bought the tickets in the back yeah. and we're looking at, we fly frequently. So sometimes we'll, we'll get upgraded, get but you know, overseas, <clears throat> it's hard to do that. Mm. So I saw that everything, you know, we're sitting at the gate and on the way to the airport, Bobby says, we're not going to get it. You know, it's just not going to happen. I said, stop it. Yeah. I said, this is what's going to happen. Somebody who's in first class who have two seats together in the beds have something so amazing, so incredible that they're changing their trip at the last minute. Yeah. At the last minute. So I'm not calling a negative, negative for someone else. For someone right. else. I'm saying their most amazing thing is going to happen to them that they go, Oh my God, we have to stay. We can't, yes. we can't go. We have to stay. So all these people in front of us, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm down for that. All these people in front of us got this random seat and this random seat and this random seat and this random seat. And now we're at the top of the list Yeah, and we're sitting in the back. We're all, we're almost ready to go. And he's like, well, these are fine. You know, it, they're, you know, it's just going to be what it is. I'm like, stop. We haven't taken off yet. The flight attendant comes back and she said, I have to tell you, two people didn't show up for their flight and you've got two seats <gasps> together. And yes. so I'm like, yes. So we get up there, we sit down, and the flight attendant comes in and says, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Brown. And we're like, no. He's like, what? They they made their meals and their reservations, and they didn't show up. Like, he could not believe it. <gasps> wow. And he's like, what do you want to eat? It was, like, incredible. Wow. But it was, it's that, it is that level of certainty. Yeah. Like there's a level of certainty that you need. That's exactly right. Yeah. That you need to have, like this is going to happen. Yes. And my, my number one thing exactly is to do no harm. Yeah. Do no harm in your manifesting process. Invite other people to have success with you. So whatever has to be moved out of the way for Uh, your stepping into it, that they are all blessed as well. Yeah. So it's just this continual blessing to everybody. I love something you did there too, is you really protected the orbit of calling it in. Because sometimes if I feel my husband being like, oh, like he'll start worrying about a bill coming up or see. And I was like, abundance, like abundance, yeah. and like high levels. So you, 
these these high vibrations. If there is someone around you who's more of a naysayer, or they or start to go practical, negative, they want to call it practical. Yes, pra- <laughs> yes. or like, yeah. oh my gosh, my like my <laughs> least favorite term <laughs> is a realist. I'm always like, oh no, no, no. I'm the, a dreamist. <laughs> a dreamist. Like a dreamist comes to, like all my dreams can come true. They do. So I just feel like there are people that. And sometimes you're married to them and sometimes they're like <laughs> friends of yours and they're like, oh, but but I just don't think. I always say like high vibes only. As a reminder, yeah. I might like my husband and I, we say it to each other and we're like, oh, yeah, high vibes. And the word yeah. that Mark has really been so excited about over the past 12 years is abundance. And not it doesn't just have to be like financial abundance or success abundance. It's like spiritual abundance, yeah. love abundance, connection abundance, all these all amazing it. things in yeah. life in abundance. Mm-hmm. So that's his word that he's – and we, he great. says it to me. It's one of the first things he says in the morning. We wake up, it's like abundance, abundance. Before we grab our phones and go and check our phones and get – like we have a moment to connect, give each other a cuddle, and he's always like abundance. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. The the other um, that. hook that I use is the improv. <clears throat> yes, and. So if somebody's wanting to neg, neg down something or they're like, I'm being practical. This is not going to happen. I will just, instead of, you know, because if you say no, 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 then they're not feeling heard. Mm-hmm. So if you go, yes, and isn't it possible that this could happen? Can you mm-hmm. align with that? So yes, in creating and. invitation for them through yes and makes them not feel like they're just stupid and they don't know, you know, or they look at us like, yes. you're so high in the sky, mom, <clears throat> I'm so over it. Yeah. Or whoever, you know, sometimes it's my kids, you know, but it's, yeah, it's a way to be able to build that bridge to mm. reality and kind of help them invite them into that place. Because sometimes we're just, to your point, wired differently, right? Yeah. You're raised in a negative you know, context, there's, mm-hmm. there's stuff going around you. And, um, you know, and sometimes you need that bridge to mm-hmm. get out of your own way. And I think that that yes, and is a good way as an invitation to help people, you know, just invite them to have a different experience instead of the one they're having. Because yeah, you try and exactly. tell people how to be, they're not going to accept that either. And I think that's the part of that's the special part yeah. of like letting go is like, you have all these feelings and you get so high and you're you know connected to source and the portals open or whatever however you like to talk about it but then it's the letting go and like dropping back into body and I feel after I've done that even like even just doing a meditation and coming back I'm so better able to address all the more you know quote unquote mundane tasks in life that we're faced with the daily stresses that all the things like having so many kids and all the little issues that'll come up instead of, and, and Mark, he was triggered the other day because out of the blue, there were these bills that were going to a wrong email address yeah. and it was like, boom, 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 like 10 came that were overdue that we didn't even know about. And so I woke up and the way in which I delivered the information to Mark, I have his user manual, so I should know. I not have his user I, manual. Like, I should know <laughs> not to come to him in this way. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we've got the school fees, 5000 We've got this. Oh, God, this is that. Da, da, da. that was, I was just adding them up and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then I was like, oh, it's all good. I just started paying them, started paying the bills. And then Mark was like, oh, Like he was so (laughs) thrown for like 20 minutes and I was like, oh yeah, hang on. Let's like sit 
and do a meditation because we both have been triggered and in a, we're acting from a place of fear and I'm immediately trying to pay all the things and, you know, my panic of like having overdue bills yeah. um, like came up for me. And I think it's because I grew up, you know, with a mum who like we were on, a, she was on a disability pension. So it's mm. not like we had a ton of money. Yeah. And so when I have bills, like I have a certain, there's a certain energy attached to like, I need to make sure everyone's getting paid. Oh, I, you know, the yeah. idea of money, there's been some sort of trauma surrounding it. I think for both of us, more so for my husband, but even like the meditation and the dropping in and finding that spiritual connection it better equips yeah. us to be able to deal with all the peaks and valleys that mm-hmm. come through life, um, whatever they are. So all the adversity, all the things, um, just the much more challenging stuff to get through. I think without having a spiritual practice, whether you call it manifesting or yeah. meditation or yeah. tea ceremony, whatever it is, like, oh, it's such a beautiful tool. Well, that's that is so important because money right is mm-hmm. energy yes and if you're looking to receive money you've got to give money right that's right so you have to be in the flow and that's why i think you know all that 10% of giving 10% or whatever makes yes. such a difference because it's like if you don't give what i notice if if we don't give the universe takes mm-hmm. like all of a sudden oh the car breaks down or this happens like yes. oh am i not giving enough and i <clears throat> and when you give when it's hardest to give i, I mean i remember I was studying Kabbalah and I had this dream and I called, I told my Kabbalah teacher and he's like, oh, you need a dream correction. And I'm like, well, what's a dream correction? He's like, well, this is really negative energy and it needs to be corrected. So I'm going to bring, we did a Zoom call and they brought two other teachers and they did all these prayers to correct the dream. And they said, okay, now you need to make a a donation. And I said, okay, um, what's, how much is the donation? And he said, 72, or I mean, um, a, a packet or something of Zohar's. I'm like, well, how much is that? And he said, $7,200. And I was like, uh, okay. Now, so this is a time in my life when we have no money. We're living paycheck to paycheck. My husband's not working. I have, you know, the, you know, kids in school. And I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to Bobby. I don't know how this is going to happen. And Bobby looked at me and says, well, you know, I think I have some coins that are um, that we have not sold yet. That I haven't. That are that are still there. It's been for a rainy day. Maybe this is that rainy day. Wow. Let me go take it and turn it in and see how much money it is. It was exactly seventy two hundred dollars. Wow. So we went. Okay. Wait. Wait. This is meant to be. And um, and then I asked my you know my Kabbalah teacher for some advice. I was going to go with these two amazing women. They were like my mentors, and and they were extremely wealthy and they were flying me to Italy to be on their their yacht and and, wow. and and spend time with them. And so I um actually it wasn't the it was a different trip, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so I was going to meet with them and he said, "Listen, the only advice I'm going to give you is to want nothing from them and just contribute to them. Just contribute to them." So I called them back and said, "I've got them. I've got the money." So we gave him the money. The next day I got on a plane. I met these two women and over the weekend I spent time with them. At the end of the weekend, they started asking me about my family situation. And I said, well, my husband's not working. Well, what about health care? I, I don't have health care. Like, you don't have health care for your three kids. I'm like, we can't afford it. This was, you know, maybe 15 years ago. And um, so anyway, the, at the end of the day, 
they decided they were paying me for this monthly column that I wrote for them, an intuitive astrology column. And they were giving me a couple thousand dollars a month, $3,000 a month. And she said, the, the wealthy woman said, I'm going to match the $3,000 that the company's paying you. I'm going to match that. And I'm going to give you two years of that money. That $3,000 a month times 12 is $36,000 times two is $72,000. Oh, so wow. within 48 hours of me letting go of $7,200, the universe gifted me with $72,000 that I received in a monthly stipend over the next wow. two months. Wow. So 12 or two years. So the point being, if you have the courage to trust the divine, mm -hmm. the creator, that part of yourself, and you truly let go with no expectation mm -hmm. and you just go serve. Like in my mind, that money was gone. Yeah. I wasn't aware of it anyway. And, and just releasing it, I was not looking at all for it to be repaid <clears throat> mm -hmm. or received to your point, the letting go. Yeah. But it was just the most incredible, um, I think, experience I've ever had of really ha not having money, mm -hmm. living paycheck to paycheck, my husband out of work, you know, and it was just a really scary time. And to have that, you know, just trusting nature and to let go. But yeah, so anyway, we can all do it. It's all available to us. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is let go. And I, I love the process that you gave, mm -hmm. you know, in doing all of that. And, and the Kabbalah teachers did that for me, right? Like that experience that they had released all of my fears and whatever wow. was going on. So yeah, so it was a really like impactful lesson. Obviously I'm talking about it, it was 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Amazing. It was incredible. Yeah, there was shalom. Oh. Yeah, sweet shalom. Yeah. yeah, so incredible. Wow. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so anyway. next level. Yeah. I love stories like this. And another yeah. thing I love doing is the manifest jar. So oh, what to is remind this? yourself, like you have a jar and then write down everything on a piece of paper that you've manifested and you do little strips and you just put your little manifest strips in the jar so that you have a reminder of a jar filled with all these things that you've manifested in your life. Ah. And then anytime you manifest something else, write it down and add it and write it down and wow. add it. Feed it. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Because you're shifting your focus to what has happened. Yeah. yeah all these so, incredible things. Yeah. Yeah. Such an awareness for gratitude too. Mm. I, I just yeah. want to put out something really quickly. Um, today I realized that this is to be built more as an altar. And as we've been talking today, I've seen this like goddess, gifted goddess statue right here. Wow. So I just want to put it out. If On the somebody, sink. Yes, yes, next <laughs> to the sink. I just, I'm, We're going to create a little altar here. Yes, yeah. but, but it, it is gifted to us. And it's yeah. got a special story. Yeah. So. How amazing. I've been watching <laughs> it. No way. The whole oh, nice. time. Yeah. There was, I, I really wanted a gong for a long time mm. and I was like I'm not supposed to purchase the gong the gong is like the gong is a present mm. it makes it more special I think mm. when things arrive to you something feels very special about yeah. that and um our friends that got married on the land gifted us a gong uh, um, no. as, a, as a present wow. to say thank you. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That and that's so, a beautiful gong, by the way, the one in the, it's so in the barn, the ceremonial barn. So beautiful. Also, yeah. that's such a good let go as well. It's like this thing that you really want, you put it out there like, ah, you let go of it. I just actually, the necklace that Bobby just bought me was he 
I walked in the jewelry store that we always go to, mm-hmm. and I guess where I get my rings cleaned, and I saw this necklace, and I went, oh, God, that's so gorgeous. I should buy it. And then I went, don't buy it. Like, you don't need it. It's yeah. fine. It's beautiful. Don't even ask about the price. And I walked out. A month later, he bought it for me, not knowing. It didn't say anything to him. No. It isn't this one, but it's a different one. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like so fascinating how when once you really get in that vibe of seeing something, wanting it, and mm-hmm. letting go. I always, the other thing I would say, if it's meant to be mine, I'll receive it, mm-hmm. you know? Beautiful. So especially when it's a gift. Yeah. yeah. Necklaces yeah. for me are so special because I treat each one like a talisman. Olivia yeah. and I both have the, this is rock and yeah. raw. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I like love this that. You got that for day. her birthday, I right? I change them every day because I have an intention with each one wow. as a talisman. So depending yeah. on what energy I'm calling in that day, I... This this is my big reminder to be in my heart. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So oh, sweet. Yeah. These rock and raw necklaces are so gorgeous. Yeah. But so I do. I change them every day. I love and that. sometimes I layer them. And yours is so stunning. Well, I yeah. always wear this every day. I've never even yeah. thought to change it out. Yeah. But like if you're putting it on every day and you're not taking it off, it can come with like uh it you know, a talisman. Mm, These cool. are my magic rings when yeah. I feel like being <laughs> in yes. my magic. <laughs> you're like vibing right now. Thank you. You're like, <laughs> you're magic. <laughs> oh, I got to see Kimberly do some amazing things yesterday. Some mm. healing stuff. Yeah. Thank she's you. really turned into like a master healer with everything oh my that gosh. she's- Next level. Awakening. I, I got to yeah. witness it. I was like, this woman's powerful. Yeah. Well- I feel like so many of us are awakening to that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really incredible to see yeah. people coming into their heart energy yeah. and mm-hmm. their divine innate wisdom that lies within mm-hmm. and to just really believe mm-hmm. that. And I've definitely over the last year come into a deeper trust yeah. with yeah. it. Yeah. How amazing. Yeah. There is a segment that we do sometimes called Ask Peggy. Ask Peggy. And because Peggy is intuitive. She's an intuitive. She's been doing this forever and ever. Yeah. So she'll open up the channel if you have a specific question. Yeah. So if you have a specific question. Hmm. Okay. You don't even have to pay the fee. You know what this (laughs) is about, Kimberly. (laughs) Um, Oh, yes, I do. Okay. So (laughs) question is... I'm calling in twins. I'm calling in my twins. Um, And it's about, the Mm. question is about divine timing. Like it could Mm. potentially be now or it could be like a year from now because of career opportunities. Um, There's been some hesitation on my end because just the momentum with career stuff and Mm -hmm. how that would affect things Mm -hmm. and especially how my team would feel, which is not a great place to come from. But I do worry about things like that. Mm. Yeah. So as you were talking, the way when I ask dates, I get it like boom, boom. I get two things. And so what I heard was, July, nine months. So this is October, nine months from now is July. So it's the way that I like confirm. crazy because- in my manifest, I told you yesterday that I, I wrote July 2024 for my <laughs> twins. That's what I saw, that July so 2024. Yeah. yeah, so I saw July in nine months. 
So yeah, so nine months from now, we're filming this in October, would be July. So that's how I confirm information. It comes in at the my, same time. It's my period coming. <laughs> it's a couple of days late. But no, anyway, but I mean, maybe no, conceive. But then. I mean, conceive in July. Wow. Yeah, conceive that in July. That would actually be perfect. That's what I saw was conceiving. Wow. Not being pregnant now, but being conceiving <gasps> in July. Perfect. Because that was in my manifest, July 2024. Yeah. So whether it's like born then or conceived, uh, conceived. Then. I didn't I wasn't specific <clears throat> right. I was just like July 2024 oh interesting yeah yeah because yeah, wow. I because uh, the first yeah. thing I asked her are you pregnant now and I got no oh and then because I was good. I also got no for the pregnant now yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. actually a relief because I was having some stress about it oh, last okay. night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well wow very wow. cool. Are you sure that you're going to have, what do you, do you, did you call in a boy and a girl or a girl and a girl? I, it's in my, in my calling in, um, it was Lotus and Bloom, my boy and girl, but I've also said open to girl and girl. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if it's girl and girl. Interesting. You know, what's really funny is I think, I think souls are going to always choose yes. what they want to choose. Yeah. But I had one time I had a woman who was, she had three girls and she was pregnant with the fourth and she was desperate for this to be the boy. Aww. She's like, this is yeah. my last chance. It has to be a boy. Mm. And she's like, what is it? What's it going to be? And the message that came back was like, listen, if you keep impressing upon this soul that it must be a boy, mm-hmm. okay, but its gender is supposed to be a girl, you're going to create confusion because this baby wants to, to love you, wants it to be Aww. yours. Wow. And so you're going to cross the wires of what it really intends to be to what it is, oh, right? Wow. So she's like, oh my God. She said, nope, be whatever you need to be. I love you. No. She got her boy. Oh my God. Yeah. So wow. actually Whoa. had a boy. The Whoa. surrender. She surrendered. The, she surrendered, right? But it's like, I, you know, I often wonder, you know, <clears throat> how much, especially in utero, so mm. much goes on. They're picking up everything. And so it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a girl, but my mom wants me to be a boy. So how is this going to, right? So it's like, just let the soul wow. be what it needs to be. Yeah, and I, incredible. you know, it's note to self because I spent three years purposely trying to get, conceive a girl almost really? ruined my marriage read every book about how i had two boys doing all yeah the things, doing yeah. all the things all the timing all that kind of stuff to the point that it took you know it took all the love and the romance out mm. of the relationship and so it, it really i was forced to choose you know either being done with children or my husband was going to leave it oh, was like wow. it was that much of a of a not happening situation mm-hmm. so i had to give up not only the idea of having a girl but the idea of even being having a third child because wow. wow. i really love my husband and i and so i went through this whole grieving process and i yeah. used the mantra I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. I think I've told the story oh. before. Like you're fully satisfied. Oh. Yeah. Like you have everything that you need. There's nothing that you're, you're longing or lacking. And I would allow myself to grieve and scream and cry, but no more than like two to three minutes every hour. And I would say I'm satisfied all day long. And when the emotion was there, I'd scream and then I'd let oh. it go. And over the course of two or three weeks, you know, I would release, let go, release, let go. I'd never chase the emotion, but I keep saying I'm satisfied. <clears throat> And finally, my two boys that was zipping up their zippers and 
And I felt this energy in my mind. I said, I'm satisfied. And this energy came rolling up my chest. And what fell out of my mouth was the most incredible enjoyment, laughter, hysterical. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I actually felt the fulfillment. I actually felt satisfied. I was like, oh, my God, I want nothing. My family is perfect. Perfect. So perfect. I healed my marriage. I healed myself. We were back in sync, in harmony as a family. And three weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with a girl. Oh, wow. Oh, I was just going to say, I and knew that's incredible. Yes, that and she's happened. 25. Oh, my God. She's incredible. I tell you what, she's like, you know, these souls will clear out yes. your shit. Like, yes. she was not coming in to a relationship that looked like that. No she just way. Where no. I was being dictated by my husband. Like, that wow. was that. So I had to, like, let go of all of that, and we had to come back together, and it was really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That, I love hearing that. Yeah. So what it's just like, stories. you know, I think we all have... Just, you know, we're so fortunate to be moms, aren't we? And even, you know, it's such a gift. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. But that was, you know, such a lesson in letting go and trusting, you know, the process, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well. Grateful. Now we're over. Now we're (laughs) done. Thank you for letting me do that. Oh, my God, of course. Can't wait to meet those twins. I can't wait to see them and watch them run around and all the more. And now you'll be a family of six. Six. We have this trip planned with the twins. They're coming onto the ranch in the RV in a couple of years. Wow. I'm so excited because I'm going to make them a pie. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. And the older ones are going to take care of them. It's yes. going to be so perfect. All the, all the 12 children running that's around the land. And of course, I get to be the fairy godmother because that's my role. She is the fairy, the fairy godmother, godmother of yes. all my children. You have to have one, right? Oh my gosh. How oh perfect is that? Oh, so yeah. good. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> so sweet. Oh, well, thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks. you're welcome. Thanks.